Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to Impact. We are so glad you are here. You are able to watch and to join us. Sit back, open your notebook, oh, have your pen in hand, and get ready to take lots of notes. We have, we have a good word for you today. Hey, everybody. Good morning, good morning, and welcome into this place. I am Pastor Tony Jones, and I am the pastor of Impact Fellowship, and we just bless God for all of you who are attending here today. Listen, I believe God has a specific message for us, the body of Christ, His church, our church today, and I believe that God is going to do something for all of us. Um, many issues that need our corporate prayer today is there's gun violence in and Buffalo in New York and in Uvaldo, Texas and um, in neighborhoods around the country. These things need our corporate prayers. There's a coronavirus pandemic that is not over yet. But every song is singing, like God is able. There's conflicts around the world. War, terrorism, ethnic violence going on around the world and in families. But God is able and we come to him. He is more than able. Um, to do any, to do the impossible. And one of the things that we wanted to just share with the church, and specifically this church, you just turn it down just a little bit, and specifically with this church, that there is something that happens when we come together corporately in prayer. There is something that is significant for the body when we come together corporately. Now, just this week, we were um, given more information about yet another mass shooting. And because of this, it lets us know that our country, um, this world, is in a perilous situation. But with God, all things are possible. And with God, He's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. But the problem that we have is that we don't ask. We just deal with. We don't ask. We just live through. We don't ask. We just accept what is. And because of that, many different things have crept into our lives they have crept into our families. They have crept into our workplace. They have crept into our lives. But church, it is time that we corporately come together. So Dr. Sarah had just listed um, uh, three things, three items that I believe that we as a church can corporately pray about. Some of you have asked her the question, well, you know, sometimes when I'm praying, I don't know what to pray for. Well, those three items that were shown to you are things that we can pray about. There are families who are being affected by gun violence or the aftermath of the violence. They need prayer. They need lifted up to God. There are there's still wars, and I say wars meaning plural, around this world. Not just in Ukraine, but around the world that we need to lift up corporately to God. There are many different things that we can collectively talk about. And then the third thing that was on the list was this virus, this coronavirus, this pandemic, by which we are not out of. Folks, please, don't be deceived by 
on the lack of mass wearing to think that we have yet overcome or we are yet by. Yes, we are getting through this thing. And, and yes, we are not in the same place we were in 2019 and 2020 and uh, uh, 2021, but it's not over. We cannot relax our guard. We cannot relax our hearts and our minds to these things. So this, there's a, a, a mandate that's coming out from your pastor that we corporately pray about uh, those three items. The next thing. Uh, hallelujah. This is a, a little strange because uh, uh, a pastor don't give out too many uh, uh, things that he wants the a body of Christ um, this body to do, but we're doing it today. Um, the third thing is, many of you are living with situations, some of which are hellish situations, and you're living with them. I invite you, in fact, I implore you to uh, uh, corporately come together with me, with me, and let me know what it is that you are asking and believing God for. Now, I, I will admit that uh, um, some things that you can't share with everybody, and I believe that, but I don't believe that that um, includes your pastor at all. Because, see, your pastor is the one that's looking out for your soul and making intercession for you. This is important because when you learn how to, to speak and, and have conversation with your pastor, God has placed me in this seat for you. Somebody say, for me. For me. God has placed me here for you so that you can get all that you need from God. We got to talk about it. We have to come together. We don't have to live in the situations that we're in. Some of your families are struggling, but you're trying to do it by yourself. Corporately, we can overcome. Hallelujah. So um, uh, we're going to pray later later on here um, today, but I want to put that into your heart. I want to put that into your ear and uh, so that we can begin moving forward. Because God is able to do for you. God bless you. Come on, turn with me into the book of 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter. 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, and we're going to begin around verse number 12. 2 Chronicles, 7th chapter, verse number 12. And it reads, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. I just want to read verse number 15 one more time. Uh, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive 
to prayer made in this place. And I just want to give this message a title that's, that says, it's time for prayer revival. It's time for prayer revival. One of the most amazing elements of this verse is that it shows the consistency and character of God. One of the things that you have heard me say many times as I've quoted this particular scripture is that there is something that happens when we humble ourselves and pray and seek God. Many things in this world have become opposite. You know, in fact, we have become accustomed to uh, uh, faddish type um, language. What are you talking about, preacher? Um, we are... are our vocabulary seemed to go in cycles where um, that which meant to be good now means is bad. Um, huh? I don't understand. Okay, each generation has a way of taking the language and then flipping it for its generation. Um, for instance, the word fat um, has a, a dual meaning. We, fat meaning heavy or um, um, extra pounds to... Fat meaning that's good. Um, so we have a way of changing language to mean something. And it's done primarily in a harmless way just to put um, our stamp or that generational stamp on, on something. But the problem with that is that during these times of transition, um, we have opened the door for other things to come in. We have opened the, the door for um, uh, 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 curses. We have opened the, the door for, for sicknesses. We have opened the, the door for, 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 for language to come in and stay. And see, the problem is, is that when those things, and once they have come in, they have created an atmosphere of sin. Or they have created an atmosphere of, 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 of just of turning things upside down. There it is. Uh, many of you are living in places where your families have been turned upside down. There have been um, breakage of relationship um, that is in need of reconciliation. There has been illnesses that have just been running through families. But see, here we see that God is trying to, to, to give a message to the people yes. that some of these things have come about because we refuse to humble ourselves in prayer. God is trying to get something to us. Some things we have accepted as, well, this is good and this is good for me. Listen, sin is fun. Sin is good for the flesh. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't so, we wouldn't right. do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. But we have taken some things on. Mm -hmm. uh, remember how I, we said at the beginning how at uh, one time this was um, bad. The word bad meant just that. But now um, bad means good. Mm -hmm. um, and so because of the confusion of language, mm -hmm. uh, we have opened the doors in some areas of our lives to welcome in destruction, to welcome in things that is causing our wreaking havoc. There it is in our lives and in our families. Well, I just want to show you something here today that God is still the same. No matter how we try to change things, he's still the same. Yes. Watch this. Um, one, there is no great discrepancy between his character, we're talking about God, in the Old Testament 
and the New Testament. He remains the same. He is ready and willing to forgive. And now Jesus Christ has paid the price for our sins. See, he's still the same. You know, hallelujah. We know that, that God took on the form of man and came to earth as Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And because of that, he took on the sins of the world. And when he and when he went on the cross, he took those sins with us. So that allows immediate um, reconciliation when there is repentance. That's where the scripture says, "Turn from their wicked ways." That's repentance. When we when we repent, we have immediate reconciliation with Christ. Watch this. Hebrews, the thirteenth chapter, around the eighth verse says. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Thank God for his consistency. Somebody said he's consistent. He's, he's consistent. consistent. When I'm not. When, when I'm, I'm not. not. Hallelujah. Thank, Thank God for his consistency. Man is inconsistent yes. and unstable, yes. but God is consistent. Hallelujah. He is that one thing that is reliable. Mm-hmm. He is that one thing that is true. And no matter what the circumstance or situation is, he remains the same. Yes, Wonderful is his name. We yeah. sang that song this morning. Yeah. You know, that's the reason why we sing. Because singing is a reminder, a hallelujah, of who he is. Yes. The song says, all of my life oh, I'll my. serve him. Hallelujah. Because he woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. Glory to God. And because of his consistency, I am able to to just grow and and relish in him. God is consistent for a reason. The first part of the verse, let's go back to to that um, verse in 2 Chronicles. The first part of the verse um, is is really uh, paramount here. It says... If my people, which are called by my name. Let me just establish something. Um, Who are his people? Who are the people of God? Matthew, the seventh chapter, says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. His people are the ones that do his will. Somebody say, do his will. Do his will. Those who have been called according to his purpose, we who have been justified and live by faith, we are his people. The scripture says in Hebrews, um, now it says, now faith is, there it is, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We who live by faith are his people. It is very important for God's people to learn to live and trust him by faith. Not by what you see. Many times, the reason why our relationships are in such a peril, because we live by what we see. And when we live by what we see, we begin to decree uh, things over our lives and over the people in our lives. Hallelujah. But the scripture says, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. 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 Watch this. Um, I I want to I want to jump. Um, uh, uh, no, I'm I'm going to do this instead. 
I'm going to stay with this. His people are the ones that do his will. Those who have been called according to his purpose, we who have been justified and live by faith, we are his people. We are the called out ones. We are the ecclesia. Why, why is that important? Um, the ecclesia represents the church. Listen here, um, uh, a church. We, they're talking about you. They're, they're, they're talking about all of us that are a part of this church. Now, we don't have to have necessarily four walls to be the church of God. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. We are Impact Fellowship, but we are the believers yeah. of Christ. Yes. We are his people. Yeah. We are the church. And because we are the church, God is talking to us. Somebody put your hand over your chest and say, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. We are the, the church. And because we are the church, we have a duty and a responsibility to trust God and live by faith. Matthew, the, the 13th chapter, around verse 25, it says this. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Because we have been lackadaisical, because we have not been responsive to the things of God, the enemy has come in and taken things from us. We have become comfortable with living with less. We have become comfortable with living behind. We have become comfortable with, with, with living beneath our, hallelujah, our intended uh, uh, place. Because we allow the enemy to come in and change the language just for fun. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, hallelujah. And see, when we seek God, we say that, listen, God, no matter what I see, no matter what I understand, I'm going to trust you. Yes. Hallelujah. God said the people, his people, the church must humble themselves. Mm -hmm. We must be willing to concede to his will. To humble yourself means, watch this. To admit that you have done wrong, that you have fallen short of what was expected, and are submitting yourself to authority. Whoo, that's a whole piece right there. Let me just start um, with, with, with the first piece. It means the, to admit that you have done wrong. Many times we want to stay right. Hallelujah. God is not asking us to admit that we've done wrong to anybody but him. We don't want to do that because mm, we don't want to do that because we're so used to looking right. We don't want to do that because we're so used to people thinking that we're right. But let me tell you something, beloved. All you have to do is to uh, confess to God. Listen, God, confess. There's some things in my life that's not right. I'm struggling, Lord, with this. I'm struggling, Lord, with that. And allow Him to do the work. Mm. See, we the reason why we don't want to humble ourselves is because somebody might find out. Mm -hmm. And if somebody find out, then uh, uh, then they're going to expose me. Hallelujah. We are so concerned with other people that we are missing God. God is trying to get something to you. Don't worry about your neighbor. God's got you. Hallelujah. Yeah, there it is. Then he tells us the people to pray. Jesus reiterates the importance of going to God in prayer. 
John, the 14th chapter, around verse 13. I hope you're, you're taking notes on these things. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Mm. Here is something that's really important. I think we touched on it even last week. In the name, in the name of Jesus, whatever you do in my name, there's power in his name. Why is this important for us as a church? Because he's telling you, whenever you ask things in my name, I will do. Hallelujah. That's why we are to go boldly to, to God and, and ask him, Lord, I need you to heal my family in Jesus' name. Father, I need you to fix my bank account in Jesus' name. I need you to heal my body in Jesus' name. See, glory to God. I, I Beloved, you know, can, can we just be honest for a second? Um, some things we want to um, submit to God, um, but then there's some things we don't, so we won't do anything at all. See, you didn't hear what I said. Some things we want to submit to God, but I don't want to submit all things to God, so I submit nothing to God. Glory to God. Listen, start where you are. Um, the things you want to submit to God, submit it in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, you're going to see a change that, that come about that you're not going to allow that other thing that you didn't want to submit to God to, to linger on. God is waiting for you to just open your mouth. Glory to God. God is just waiting for you to do just these simple steps, these simple commands for you, his church, his people to do. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Next part, to turn from evil is one of the more literal definitions of repentance. A key component on the believer's relationship with God is found in 1 John, uh, the, the first chapter around uh, verse number 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. And cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Let me just park here for a second. Uh, from all unrighteousness. See, we get stuck there because we are so self-righteous. Self-righteousness puts us before God. Self-righteousness allows us to speak out of turn um, because we think we're doing God a favor by calling you out on your mess. Hallelujah. Self-righteousness hurts the people of God. It does not bless God at all. And that's what he's trying to share with us. It's like, listen, um, I appreciate your, your, your zeal in this area, but baby, you're wrong. You're hurting the people. Hallelujah. With self-righteousness. If we are willing to humble ourselves, share with God, the scripture says that he will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. You start right where you are. God will complete the rest. Come on, Pastor Preacher, you got to move on. Hallelujah. God says he will heal the land. God, hallelujah. Watch this. God heals in many different ways. In the context in 2 Chronicles, healing the land means saving the people of Israel from the enemies, hallelujah, from, from the plagues, and from other disasters brought on by their decisions to turn away from God. See, when we turn away from God, we open the door for other things to come in. Hallelujah. He will also heal people 
physically from illness and injuries. He will heal families spiritually and emotionally. We can just stay right here. He heals people spiritually by redeeming them from their sins and helping people move past emotional and psychological scars. Can I just stay here for a second? Many of us are, are, are right now still in that place of hurt. Hallelujah. God has brought you out. He has physically healed your body. But our spirit man or our spirit woman is still hurt by those things. Well, how do you know this, preacher? Because every time you react to something, it comes out. It mm. tells on you. Mm. Every time something else uh, uh, comes up that sounds or feels familiar, you go right back to that place of, uh, of dysfunction. You go right back to, to that place of trauma. You go right back to that place of drama. You go right back to that place. And that is the, that is the evidence of unhealed spiritualness in men and women. God is trying to heal all areas of your life so that when those things happen to come to your mind, you can thank God right where you are. Yes, I remember when I was in that place of, of hurt because something happened to me. See, when we talk about when things happen to us, we want to talk about specifically the person who did it. Hallelujah. But God is saying, listen, I got something that's even greater for you. Talk about the Lord. When you talk about what God delivered you from, not from the person. See, when we talk about the specific person, hallelujah, we stay there on that person. And because we stay there on that person, we show that, God, I can't forgive this act. I can't forgive what happened to me. But God wants to bring about healing, not only for your situation, but for your heart, for your mind, hallelujah, uh, so that you can walk in your healing. We trust God, hallelujah. There is something between um, uh, a, a testimony and there is something but uh, there's something between a testimony and he and hearing mm -hmm. hallelujah the pain of an event that is still there mm -hmm. sticks and stones may break my bones but names will never hurt me that's a lie because the bone could heal but the event is still happening in your heart and in your mind mm -hmm. God wants to bring healing to the whole body Somebody said, all of me. God wants to bring healing to all of you so that you can walk as a literal representation of who he is. There's power for you to live healed, not hurt. There's power for you to live victoriously and not in defeat. God has something planned just for you. Hallelujah. Watch this. True revival does a few things. One, it pricks. Two, it convicts. And then it converts the heart of mankind. The very atmosphere is charged with a fresh anointing of the presence of God. So much so that even when a person would be just passing through, the area would be convicted and changed. Hallelujah. That's a true revival. See, I, I, I want to show you something. When it says... Um, the, a true re revival pricks, that means it grabs your attention. It's like, huh, it touches an area. It touches an, an area that hasn't been touched. It touches an area that you've been hiding behind a closed door. 
and then it convicts. Now, this is the part where we have to be careful because sometimes we confuse conviction with condemnation. Hallelujah. Conviction is just the, is the opening of your eyes or the understanding that, okay, no, this is not good for you. Condemnation comes from the enemy, which says, see, mm, see, you know, this is just uh, 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 too bad. And uh, you don't deserve that because of what you did to all them people, um, you don't deserve anything. That's condemnation. True revival convicts. And then it converts the heart of man. It's the conversion of your heart to do differently. Yes, the scripture says many are the afflictions of the righteous. Somebody said he's talking about me. He's talking, talking about me. Many are the afflictions of the, of the righteous, but God delivered him from them all. You don't have to stay in any place. God has a healing and a deliverance just for you. The church has to humble themselves because we are his people. Those who have been called according to his purpose, we who have been justified and live by faith, we are his people. We are called, we are the called out ones. Glory to God. Somebody say he's talking about me. He's talking about me. We are his church. And when we humble ourselves and concentrate on God, seek his face and turn from the things that we have done, hallelujah, he will hear from heaven and forgive our sin and heal our land. Why? Because his people have let the standard fall is the reason why we are in the spot where we're at. We have let things um, lapse. Hallelujah. You know, have you ever had a, a favorite restaurant and and for some reason... Um, um, the quality of the food had lapsed. You remember when it first opened up and it was like, yo, this was it. This was fire. Um, but now quality has lapsed. And because the quality has lapsed, you know, you long for those things of old. You long to be in that, 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 that place again. Well, listen, beloved, that God is longing for the same thing for you. And he's given us the roadmap to get there. And all we have to do is humble ourselves and pray. Seek his face and turn from those things that we used to do. And he will heal our land. Hallelujah. See, um, I remember when I was a, a, a young boy. And um, I was singing on the uh, youth choir at, the, at church. And um, there was a special time of, of year that came about where... Um, we used to call it Men's Day in Hallelujah. The men would um, take over the, the church and perform every duty and function for that one day. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that in, in this very big church, um, the men would do, they would form a choir. And it would be the Men's Day Choir. Mm -hmm. But there was a song that, that, that came out the first year I sang with the choir. And I believe I was 13 years old mm -hmm. um, when that happened. Um, we sang a song and it went something like this. It, it went, we praise thee, O God, for the son of thy love. 
for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Uh -huh. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. And you know, when, when, when God was giving me this message, I got this song um, first. Mm -hmm. And I began to laugh because I remember uh, being there with all these men who I thought was old. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. um, I remember being the youngest one there singing with all these men. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that, that I had a, 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 a mentor or a, a leader, a man that was in authority, uh, Deacon William Brown. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. And I remember when it, it came about when he said, come on, Tony, you want to sing with the uh, a men's choir? He didn't ask me. I was voluntold, glory to God. But, you know, he was a, a leader and he was a mentor. And, and he made sure that I got the things that I was supposed to get at that time in my life. And he made sure that I I, I went through the emotions of, 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 of doing the things of God, even at a, a young age. But this is the part that's important, beloved, is that when you, hallelujah, submit yourself there is something that happens. You know, did I necessarily want to sing with the men's choir? Not at first, glory to God. Because remember, you know, when you're young, there's this thing of intimidation um, with older people. You know, that's Mr. So-and-so, and, and that's Miss So-and-so, and, you know, I'm going to stay over here with, with the kids, and, and the adults stay over there. But there was a transitioning happening, hallelujah. There was a transitioning that was happening in the spirit right. where God was trying to grow me, glory to God. Right. And it starts in the simple form. When you submit yourself, there is something that happens in, in terms of your growth. I sat on this, this choir and I learned this song uh, about the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, um, thine the glory. Revive us again. Mm -hmm. It was a song of, of victory. There was a song of renewal. Hallelujah. That was meant for the people and then specifically meant for me. Mm -hmm. God is trying to get something to us. Yes, he is. You know, one of the other things that, that I'm, I'm recognizing concerning this message is that God is trying to grow us together. Mm -hmm. There's something that happened, Matthew, the 18th chapter. It says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, somebody say in his name. His name. When two or more are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? Beloved, is that when we come together on a, a topic, when we come mm -hmm. together on a situation, when we come together on a circumstance in the name of Jesus, he is there in the midst. Some of us just need to get into the presence of God. God is trying to, to, to open the door for this area of your life. We've been shielding ourselves, but by shielding ourselves or shielding our issue or shielding our need, we have stayed in that place of want, that place of hurt, in that place of need. God is trying to do something for us, hallelujah, by just by corporately coming together. That's why we had those list of three items uh, of prayer that we're going to do corporately as a church this week. I want to share something with you, um, what, what happens when the uh, church prays together. Acts, the uh, 12th chapter. Here we see Peter is in prison. Glory to God. And the scripture says that Peter had um, a, a soldier 
on his left side and his right side. And there were soldiers outside of the um, prison um, walls. Hallelujah. But something else is that's important here is that while he was there in prison, the, uh, it was the, the king, Herod, was determined to kill Peter. Glory to God. So much so that he put guards inside the prison walls with him. Not only were they inside the prison with Peter, chained on his left and his right. See, he was chained to the, the guards. He, they, Herod had um, prison guards outside of the cell room as well. He wanted to make sure that Peter stayed there so that when it was time to kill him, he, they, they had nowhere to find him. But the scripture said that the church begin to pray. The Ecclesia began to pray. And when they prayed, the scripture says that there was an angel that appeared right there in the prison. Glory to God. So much so that even Peter didn't recognize that this was an angel. And the angel said to Peter, come on, Peter, we got to go. Glory to God. And But Peter uh, followed the instructions. Hallelujah. And he, the scripture says he got up, put on his sandals, and he walked out the uh, 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 prison doors. He walked out the the uh, gates of the uh, town so much so that they never touched the door. They never touched the gate. That these things opened on their own. Somebody say the church was praying. The church Hallelujah. Was praying. Because the church was praying, glory to God, all of these things were in motion. Glory to God. So much so that when Peter is now outside of the prison, he's outside of the uh, town, the scripture says that the angel went away. Glory to God. But then there's Peter, glory, and he's going to the place where the church was. Somebody said, let's go to Mary's house. Amen. The scripture says that they were at Mary's house and Peter was knocking on the door. Hallelujah. He was knocking on the door where the church was. Now here, this is where it becomes a little bit funny. This is where it becomes a little bit interesting. Now the church is in there praying for Peter to be released. So much so that um, no one heard Peter knocking at the door. The Bible said that there was a young lady by the name of Rhoda. Rhoda heard that there was Peter knocking on the door. And Peter was like, listen, it was, it's me. Open up the door. The Bible says that Rhoda was so excited that there was Peter was there that she never opened the door. But she ran to tell everyone else that Peter was on the outside. <laughs> this is the part I like. The, the scripture says that they didn't believe her, but she told them, listen, it's Peter. I recognize his voice. I know his voice. I know that it's Peter. Now, here it is. Uh, I just want to share this with you, um, that, 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 that they're telling her that, no, this isn't going on. Shut up, brother. We're going to pray here some more. That their, their very prayers are being answered, and they're missing it. So here it is. Peter comes in. And they see the manifestation of their prayer. I'm going to stop here and, and share this part with you. It's time for you to trust God. When you collectively come to God on, on an issue, stand back and watch him do it. Glory to God. The church was praying. And as the church was praying, God was moving on their behalf. God is trying to move in your family. He's trying to move in, 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 your, in your job. He's trying to move in your life. But you got to trust him. You got to believe him. Hallelujah. And watch him do it. Mm -hmm. 
God is moving us as a church now. Mm -hmm. Impact Fellowship is moving as a body right now. And because of this, he's going to grow you up. Some of you are comfortable in your immaturity. But God is going to grow you in him. But you have to trust him. You have to believe that he's able to do and keep those things that you need kept. And deliver you from those things that need that you need to be delivered by. And heal you from those things that, that need healing. Glory to God. This is not about self-righteousness. Hallelujah. This is for the all the ages. You know, sometimes the older folks can be worse than the younger folks. Because, you know, we've been in Christ so long that we want to tell you, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, and you're doing that wrong. Everything is wrong. So much so that young people don't even want to, want to deal with us because everything we say, we're doing it, we're, we're, we're wrong. And that's why God is trying to, to heal us from all of those things. It's time. It's time. It's time for your maturity now to um, humble yourself and pray. Seek God and turn from, from your ways so that he can heal your land. Your family is your land. Your job is your land. You don't like your job? Give it to God. You don't like your paycheck? Give it to God. You don't like the car you're driving? Give it to God. And watch him do it for you. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for these, your people. We thank you for doing what you are doing, Father, for us. Now, Father, I thank you for Impact Fellowship. That's right, we're being specific. I thank you for Impact Fellowship, Lord God, and all of its members, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that you desire to grow us in you. I thank you, Lord God, that you desire to, to keep us in you. I thank you, Lord God, that you're, you desire to deliver us from all iniquities, Lord God. And Father, I thank you for doing the impossible. Now, Father, we believe you in all things. And in all things, we say thank you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord God, for touching our lives. And we say thank you, Lord God, for doing the impossible. We trust you and we believe you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. You can keep that playing, Austin. Um, right now, we're going to move right into um, offering. I know that we are, are running a, a little bit uh, late here. We have about um, three more minutes, and that's, that's plenty enough time. Um, for those, we invite you to um, uh, give um, tithing and offering to our cash app. That's dollar sign Impact Fellowship. Dollar sign Impact Fellowship. Amen. Uh, and watch God um, um, work on your behalf. Um, remember, giving um, is a part of the worship service. It's a part of the service. It's not in, in addition to. So we invite you all to join us. We are tithers. We are givers. And so we're not asking you to do anything that we ourselves do not do. Amen. Come on, Sarah. We invite you also to reach out. Pastor Tony invited you to um, help him to pray with you corporately. So there's myimpactfellowship at gmail.com is what you can use to reach out to him and let him know what you want him to join with you in prayer about. You can reach us also via mail, Impact Fellowship, PO Box 43 in Middletown, Pennsylvania, 17057. Follow us at Impact PSH. You can hear this message again on our um, podcast and um, also on YouTube. Um, impact fellowship, exactly. and you can be blessed. Amen. Right now, we're going to go right into our benediction because you know, we thank God for you. 
Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each one of us now and forever. Let this church say amen. amen. Listen, God bless you. God bless you all, your family. I look to hear from you all this week. We need to talk. We need to talk about the things that you need from God. Um, I am here for you. So let's get together. Let's talk. Um, in Jesus' name, have a great week in God on purpose. God bless you. Wow, that was, oh, it's time for prayer revival. And so glad it is time. It is time to pray. It's time for to for to get new to be renewed in the spirit to be renewed in the world. Listen, I know me, I'm going to look back on it and make sure I got every little bit and details that was in the little tidbit. And I hope you do too. Thank you and I hope you have a great week in God on purpose.